Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. Thank you for the invitation to be here today. We're starting a new year, right? Everybody's excited about that, I can tell, just looking at you. <laughs> I felt that way too when I got up this morning. A lot of football yesterday, right? Alabama lost, they did, but Tennessee won. All right, yes, there you go. If you're going to follow me in your Bible today, if you would, turn to the book of Philippians chapter 3, book of Philippians chapter 3, and I'll get there in just a few moments. I want to speak to you this morning on certainties for 2024. We're living in an ever-changing world. We're living in a, a world today that is a whole lot different than it was uh, just a few years ago. I think of some of the changes, and I'll not go through them all because I'd have to be here a long time. <laughs> I've been around this world for a long time, as a matter of fact. But I, I think of social media, for example. Now, uh, social media is not all bad. It's good. We, we use a lot of it. I, I'm like everybody else. I've got an iPhone that goes with me wherever I go. And uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, especially when I'm uh, needing information. I can immediately go to Siri, and she tells me exactly what I need to know. And uh, usually she steers me right. But uh, there's nothing wrong with social media. It can be good and helpful, but at the same time as we know it can be uh, bad and harmful. And certainly there's things out there that we need to govern uh, as parents. Uh, parents really need to monitor the social media thing. Uh, things today that uh, uh, are accepted a few years ago were not accepted. And uh, I think sometimes that's even crawled into our churches some. Uh, so many churches today are saying, well, that's just the way things are today. We've got to change but uh, often they'll say, well, I know the Bible says this, this, and this, but and anytime you put that conjunction there, you're getting in trouble. Uh, if the God's Word says that we need to abide by it, we need to live by it. So things are changing. We see things that were accepted uh, uh, that today are not accepted. Let me give you a for instance. I've been in the ministry over 50 years now, and I, I remember when I first started, uh, I would be called on by elementary school principal, sometimes high school principal, come do our devotion for us. Could you do our devotions this week for us? And I'd say, oh, yeah, I'd be glad to. And I'd go, and we would have devotions. I remember doing devotions over the intercom and uh, leading in prayer. And there would usually be somebody there to lead everybody in the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, those things are not happening today. They were accepted then, expected then, but they're not accepted today. Our world is changing, and often we ask ourselves, is there anything certain for today? And as we look at 2024, maybe that's the question you're asking today. I want to share with you just a few things that will be certain in 2024. If I would take all the promises of God in the Word of God and share them with you, I'd be here with you all day, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to share a few things that uh, will be certain in 2024. The first thing I want to share with you, Brian mentioned it just a moment ago, John 3.16. I want you to know today, John 3.16 is going to be certain in 2024. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to know that's going to be certain in 2024 just like it's always been certain. Let's think of that beautiful verse. It's a beautiful promise too. It begins with for God. The word for there uh, actually comes from a little uh, Greek word EIS which actually can mean because. Because God so loved. Just think of God just for a moment. You see, God's not going to change. God will not be changing in 2024. The world might change, but he will not be. God's still going to be all-powerful. Do you realize there's no power greater than Almighty God? He's all-powerful. He has the power to do anything. Not only that, God's going to still continue to be all-wise. Now, we've got a lot of folks out there today that think suddenly they have awakened to a whole lot of knowledge and intellect. And sometimes people even begin to think they're smarter than God. Let me, let me explain to you real fast. Uh, God is all wise. You can't trap him. You can't trick him. Uh, nothing surprises him. He has all knowledge. And not only that, he's going to continue to be ever-present. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And I want you to know, and I'm sure you know that, God will never leave you alone. He's always, always there. And because of his great love, we have a Savior that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. John 3.16 will not change. The God of grace, the God of mercy, the God of love, the God of forgiveness, he will not change in 2024. Now, Paul shared with the persecuted church in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, some beautiful certainties. I'm going to share just a couple of them with you today. Verse 20, let's begin reading there. For our conversation, the word conversation actually means citizenship. For our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned and like his glorious body, according to the work and whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. The Christian has the certainty of a heavenly home. As we think of the year 2024, if you are a Christian, a child of God, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the certainty of a heavenly home. Notice what it says. Our citizenship is in heaven. It does not say it shall be in heaven. It says it is in heaven. Jesus speaking words of comfort and assurance to the disciples in John chapter 14 after telling them that he would leave them. They were saddened. They were troubled. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And here's that beautiful promise. I go and prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I'll receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. He tells them here that he is preparing a place for them. I can only imagine a place prepared by the Lord Jesus Christ. Just think about it for a moment. Don't you know it's a place of beauty? By the way, I think you folks have one of the most beautiful settings here in all of Upper East Tennessee. I really do. I think it's so beautiful here. I always enjoy coming here. Even in the winter, it's still pretty. But can you imagine a place prepared by the Lord Jesus Christ? A place of love. 
In case nobody has told you yet today, Jesus loves you, all right? And oh, it's going to show when you get to heaven. That place is prepared for you. It's a permanent home. Verse 20 says, our citizenship's in heaven. Notice a little two-lettered verb there, is. The grammar in the Greek indicates something that took place in the past. And the conditions extend unchanged into the present and into the future. That tells me that when we became a child of God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, our citizenship was immediate in heaven. It's still there, and it'll continue there for the future. Another certainty for 2024 is that Jesus could come for the church. Do you believe that? I don't know about you, but I'm kind of looking forward to it, aren't you? Verse 20 says, uh, we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The word look in the Greek there means eagerly anticipate. And that kind of describes uh, what I'm experiencing as I get older. I'm eagerly anticipating the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. Some folks say, well, they've been talking about that ever since he left. Absolutely. But I think we can all agree that we're getting closer. I know we're at least one year closer than we were this time last year, don't you? But we're getting closer. We can see signs all around us. Jesus is coming back, and in the year 2024, we can continue to look for him. Will he come back this year? I don't know, but I know that he could. Just think of the great events of the rapture of the church. I love 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's one of my favorite chapters. In verse 16 there, it says, the Lord himself is coming back. Just think of that. Jesus Christ himself is coming back. He's not going to send Abraham, not going to send Simon Peter, not going to send one of the archangels, but Jesus himself is coming back. Verse 14 of 1 Thessalonians 4 uh, says, those who have died in the Lord Jesus will bring with them. All of us have said goodbye to loved ones who've gone on to be with the Lord. All of us have said goodbye to friends who've gone on to be with the Lord. And I can only imagine what a meeting in the air that's going to be when we're taken out of here and we meet them in the air with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. He's bringing them back with him. And oh, what a wonderful time that's going to be. But I, I'm just imagining how it's going to be when we meet Jesus. Can you just think of that just for a moment? Meeting Jesus in the air. Beholding him visibly for the first time. Seeing his face. Perhaps we can even look into his eyes. And we can see the kindness. That amazing love that we've talked about. And we see him in all the fullness of his glory. And all of that plus all of our loved ones around us and our friends who've gone on to be with the Lord. That's just going to be a great time. And then last of all, if Jesus should return in 2024, we'll have a new body. In verse 21 here, it speaks of that new body. And uh, I don't know about you folks, but I can kind of use a new one. I feel like sometimes my body's like an automobile that's got a lot of miles on it. You know eventually it's going to break down. <laughs> eventually it's going to quit. 
But just think about that new body just for a moment. We're told that it will be fashioned like unto his glorious body, the body of Jesus. Just think about the resurrection body of Jesus. It was visible and tangible. It wasn't just spirit, it was visible and tangible. His body was neither subject to time nor space. Uh, Jesus appeared to his disciples in a room that uh, was, uh, had locked doors, locked windows, and suddenly Jesus appeared. His body could be touched. We're told that Mary Magdalene touched his body. Also, he told Thomas, Thomas, reach out, touch my hand, thrust your hand in my side. His body was visible. It was tangible. He could be here and he could be gone. We know that the good thing of it is when he shall appear, we should be like him. We could go on and on talking about the wonderful truth that John said in 1 John 3, 2, where it tells us that we should be like him when he shall appear. But we just really just need to know that Jesus is going to give us a new body. And it's going to be just like his, and it's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, immediately. And as I think of that, uh, that change, that new body, it's not only going to be physical, but I think of the spiritual change, don't you? It's God's plan for us while we're here on this earth to become more and more like Jesus. In, the, in 2024, it's God's plan for Alan Davis. It's God's plan for you to become more and more like Jesus. But there's coming a time when we will see Jesus. And we're going to be absolutely changed. Spiritually as well as physically. And we're going to have a heart of love compassion, a spirit without any flaws like Jesus. Now these are just a few of the certainties for 2024. There's a lot of them, but I will just simply say anything that God has put in his holy word concerning a promise to me or to you, it's good. These are the certainties of 2024. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this new year you've given us. Thank you for this new day you've given us. And every day is fresh and new with your love, your mercy, and grace, your forgiveness. We thank you for it. I thank you for this wonderful organization and the ministry and the mission they carry out all across the world. Would you anoint them and bless them with a special great year that would honor you? Would you meet all their needs, Father? We thank you for it. In Christ's name I pray, amen.